0: If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. There's nothing about your life that is uh, supposed to be in neutral. You know, your mind is not supposed to be in neutral. Your, your, Your thoughts are not to be in neutral. Your actions are not to be in neutral. If you... If you just go with the flow, any dead fish can go with the flow. You ever been fishing, you know, and you just see a, see a dead fish floating on top? Well, that's what, that's what I see when it's going with the flow. Now, I've got, if there is revival and you see the supernatural, then going with the flow would be uh, identifying with that and getting involved with that. But I want to say to you this morning that you are a miracle. You are a miracle and uh, you say, well, there's not much uh, about my life that's a miracle. Well, the Bible says you were dead. You were dead in trespasses and sins, but God has made you alive. When you opened your heart to Jesus and you received him as your Lord and Savior, you were baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, and you have the Holy Spirit who is supernatural living on the inside of you, and so one of the things uh, that I, that I want to share today before I get into the kingdom, talking about the kingdom, is, again, that we can't be stagnant. We just can't come to church, hear a a message, think it's good, and then not apply it to our lives. We used to have a minister that would come, and he he had a theme to his ministry that said, let the Word become life in your life. So the Word of God can... uh, can bring life to you. It can bring change to you. It can bring power to you. It can take you from darkness into light. As a matter of fact, the the name of this church actually came from a scripture. The entrance of his word gives light, okay? So any darkness that we have, we can get out of it because we receive the word and we, we focus on it. I'm going to use that word focus this morning. But um, you are victorious. You are a powerhouse. And you might think, well, you know, I don't feel it. Well, let me just tell you this. Your worst day in the kingdom is better than somebody's best day in hell. Your worst day in the kingdom. And we're, you know, we're not all, all the time. But sometimes in my darkest moment, I go to that place of entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But there is a way to do that. I cannot let my mind stay in neutral. I can't let the current take my mind. I can't let I can't let the um the culture of the world dictate how I think. I can't let, you know, you know we we point out, you know, cnn i can't let cnn define the way i think i can't let fox news define the way i think oh lord thank you jesus come on technology don't you just love it there we go hallelujah i got it back come back in the name of jesus praise the lord Well, uh, instead of just rambling on, uh, everything I'm saying, everything I'm saying today is to help you realize you're in the kingdom of God and to become a participant. You don't just become a participant of the kingdom of heaven when you die and go to heaven. You are a a participant in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven now. And God wants you to spread the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his glory today in the here and the now. It's not just something for the future, it's something for now. But one of the One of the key things that that helps us to do that is to keep it on my mind. Keep it on my mind. Because if my mind is in neutral and I am just letting any thought come to me, then I'm going to go with the flow of the culture. And so there is a passage, there's actually a word in the Bible, that's used 14 times. It's called Meditate. And so in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, it says this, and the children of Israel come out of Egypt, out of slavery. They've wandered 40 years in the wilderness, and now they're getting ready to go into the promised land, but they are going into battle. Slavery wilderness and now we're going to fight in the battle but the battle is already won through Jesus there is a book in the new testament that we would call a sister book to the book of Joshua it's Ephesians for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world If we ignore that fight, then we are going to be beaten. Oh, Lord. (sighs) Praise the Lord. Let me get to... So he says, he says again, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Point to your mouth. All right. So... When he talks about the book of the law, he's not telling you to put a Bible in your mouth. He's not telling you to put the Ten Commandments in your mouth. He's telling you to talk about. This book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. A lot of times we're waiting for God to bring prosperity. We're waiting for God to bring us good success, but God wants us to partner with him by not allowing the culture to tell us and to shape us and to mold us. God wants... God wants the, uh, the word of God to shape us and mold us so that we can bring his kingdom to pass, first of all, on our inner man, and then those around us that we influence, and then beyond that. But how do we do it? What is meditation? It's not sitting on the floor with your legs crossed, with your hands out, Um, and emptying your mind. The the biblical word for, for meditation is to fill your mind with the word of God. It's to fill your mind and to meditate. Well, what is meditate? Well, Joshua, God just told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. Well, I can't say the Bible verses all the time well, any time you, uh, your mind would go into neutral and just go with the flow, that's when you kick into meditation. That's when you kick into meditation and you begin to speak. By his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. What's something else we can meditate on? We can meditate on my God shall supply all my need. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can go to a place where I am accepted in the beloved. I'm accepted in the, you can feel, you can have rejection all around you, but you go to the word and you start declaring that that I am accepted in the beloved. You are accepted not only with God the Father, but you are accepted in the body of Christ. You say, well, my church isn't very friendly. Well, you be friendly. You know, a lot of times we're waiting for somebody to be a friend to us. The Bible says, if a man wants friends, he has to be friendly. Thank you, Lord. If you want to enjoy a worship service, then worship while you're away. It's not just Sunday morning worship service. It's It's midweek. It's in the times of it's it's in the times where where you get frustrated. You know, we're getting uh, I'd love to get into November out of October because of the focus of the world, what the world focuses on. But I'm giving thanks to God right now. I'm living a lifestyle of thanksgiving. I just stand I have a lightning fast brain and something just hit me. I just, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I said, Lord, I'm just making up for lost time. <laughs> lost opportunity. I need to make up for it. And there's no way I can make up for it, but it's still a meditation in my mind. And once meditate, here's where you're going to. Once you meditate on something for a while, you'll begin to see yourself up. You'll begin, when you close your eyes and your thoughts, you'll begin to see yourself. I remember uh, this really helped me. I was getting ready to graduate from Bible school, and Mark Breezy preached a sermon, and, and, and he talked about, if you want guidance, double up on the divider, Double up on the divider. Well, what's the divider? The word, the word, it's in the <laughs> the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, and the thoughts, and the intents of the heart. How many of you know your soul can be so overcome? With frustration, your soul can be so overcome, but your spirit man, who who is where the Holy Spirit lives, is connected with heaven, and that's where you hear from heaven, and you begin to meditate. You begin to take control of your mind through meditation, and because you're speaking the Word of God, you're speaking the Word of God, and then God will begin to give you vision. God will begin to give you the things where he wants to lead you and guides you. Mark Breezy, I'll just give you this uh, little uh, story that he told me, and it just helped me so much because that's how I eventually got here. I wouldn't have wanted to leave Kansas City. I wouldn't have wanted to leave the Chiefs. I wouldn't have wanted to leave my family. Well, maybe. (laughs) I wouldn't have wanted to leave, you know, the familiar But because of my meditation, God said, put all your stuff in a car and go to the Northeast. <laughs> How would you like that? You got two babies and a wife. And a Datsun B... No, it wasn't a B210. It was a 510. It was the station wagon. Oh, wow. Man, I'm traveling in luxury now. <laughs> a Datsun oh, they're Nissan now but uh, a Dodson station wagon and part of the equipment was a what was that big thing playpen we had to take a playpen because Joel was just the baby and we had to keep him in the cage you know <laughs> so that took up a lot of room so we didn't have a lot but as i was meditating on the word of God, God began to show me things and to, and it wasn't the whole big picture because God already told me. He said, I'm not going to show you the whole thing because if I would, you'd run from it. You'd run from it. So he shows me step by step. But anyway, Mark Breezy, he was working for Kenneth Hagin and he and this other guy uh, worked the book table and uh when Kenneth Hagin traveled, he'd go from conference to conference, and they they uh, control they did the books, books and tapes and all that stuff. And so uh, while they were and they had to drive from city to city in a van, and so they would take turns driving, and he said he he would read read the Word and he would start meditating and if something would jump out he would start meditating on. He said he did that for several months and he said he kind of fell asleep and he saw himself in a church with a bunch of youth in front of him sitting on this particular chair and he kept seeing that over and he kept meditating on the Word but he kept seeing this little mini vision of the mind. And so he said, uh, one time he was at a particular uh, conference and a pastor came up to the table and he says, well, what are you doing this summer? That's what a pastor said to me. <laughs> Took me to my first church. What are you doing this summer? He said, well, I don't have any plans. He says, well, why don't you come to my church? I, I'd like for you to come to the church. So when he got there, the pa- and he didn't have any thought or desire for what he was about to do. So he went, the pastor said, I'd like for you to go in and talk to my youth. So he went in there, and it was the same youth in the vision. And it was the same chair. It was the same chair. Meditation in the Word of God will lead you by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, the Bible says, uh, those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. I'd like to give you another uh, scripture for that. In Psalm chapter one, verse two, it says, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. Now, again, we can't just go around speaking the word all the time because we have to communicate with each other, but in those times where your mind could go into neutral, then you take a portion of the word of God that God has highlighted to you and you just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And then God will begin to speak to you through that. So why am I saying all that? We're talking about the kingdom. You might say, oh, that's good, pastor. I like that. I like that good sermon. But if I called you after your, uh, after your lunch and said, what did I preach on? You wouldn't have a clue. How many of you forget what I preach before you get out the door? Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I want to forget. <laughs> the reality is, is I don't want you to remember the whole sermon, but the reality is if there's something that pops, if there's something that comes to life, if there's something that, that is highlighted, grab a hold of that and keep it and start meditating on it. Start looking at the verse in your Bible. Start quoting it. Start speaking it. Don't let your mind go into neutral. Give that word a chance to become life in your life. Well, you know, uh, we're talking about the kingdom, and uh, what got me started on this was Romans 14, where it says, uh, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How many of you would like some more joy? How many of you like some more peace? How many of you like peace in your house? How many like peace between your two ears? How many of you like peace down in this area? You know, I've, I've had times where, you know, nothing was wrong, but I just have this gut feeling. You ever have a gut feeling? You wake up in the morning, nothing's wrong, but you got a gut feeling. The reality is, is we need to meditate on that and let the word become life in our life. One of the things, you know, I, I, I tell my wife, you know, I, everything's all right, but I got this thing on the inside of me, but I, you know what, I just started, I started this Thanksgiving thing where I focus on Thanksgiving. You know, that's where, where my mind wants to kick in neutral. I'll kick it into Thanksgiving. And you know what? That feeling is gone. That feeling, that feeling was a torment. That feeling would uh would uh would begin to dictate to my life because I didn't feel good. I you know it was you know it's hard to worship. It's hard to worship when you got this thing. When you got this feeling. I have a song for feeling but it's a positive song. <laughs> I just got this feeling deep inside of me. Lord, you just don't realize what you do to me. Hallelujah. I know I changed some words, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, have to, we have to redeem... <laughs> Redeem some songs, but uh, so in other words, what I what I wanted to uh, give you is that when you hear the message of the kingdom of God, if something jumps out at you, grab a hold of it, and that's what you need to start meditating on. I know that uh, there was a scripture that came to my mind during worship, and it's, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, so we, we don't want to just let, kick, let our minds go in neutral. We want to take the scriptures that we've heard, the scriptures that jump out at us, the scriptures that the Holy Spirit is enlightening us with and make them a part of our lives. And really, the, God wants us to spread his kingdom and we're not gonna spread his kingdom if we're letting the culture change us. If we're letting the culture mold us. We are not to, we are not to be the ones that are to be, uh, be conformed by the culture. We are, we are to conform the culture to the image of God. We'll say, man, I can't have, you don't know what you can do. Debbie was talking about prayer this morning. And I, I like this one saying about prayer. People will say, well, people would tell this preacher, well, you know, you pray, but that was just a coincidence. You got an answer. But he said, the more I pray, the more coincidences I get. The more I pray, the more coincidences. The more I speak the word, the more coincidences. The more I the more I meditate the more coincidences God does God God doesn't have you as a stagnant member of his kingdom. You are not to be stagnant. You are supposed you are you have the life of God on the inside of you and you have the ability to open up and let more of the kingdom not only in your life but through your life. All right. Well, I said all that to get to this. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. Again, I started going through the New Testament and found 50 references to the kingdom just in Matthew. And we covered a couple of them, uh, which I'll just mention. John the Baptist said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus started preaching, and he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does it mean, at hand? That means it's right here. It's within reach. The kingdom of God is within reach. It's here. It's not something that's in the far distant future. It's now. He says in Matthew uh, 4.23, he says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Let me just say this, that the kingdom of God includes the whole man. The kingdom of God is not just getting your soul saved. Getting your soul saved is important, but the kingdom of God ministers to the whole person. To the whole person. Are you allowing the kingdom of God? Are you allowing the word of God? Are you allowing the Spirit of God to minister to your whole man or are you allowing past doctrines to keep you limited? I, there's this one scripture in the Old Testament the Bible, uh, where God is speaking to Israel and he says, you have limited the Holy One of Israel. In other words, God wanted to bless the people of Israel, but the people limited him as to what he could do. Let's, I'd say let's take the limits off. God says, God wants to open the floodgates. He says in Malachi, and I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain. You say, well, that's, that's a waste. No, you give it away. Give some of it away. The more you give away, the more you get. The more love you give away, the more love you get. more joy you give away, the more joy you get. Hallelujah. We must be aware that all of all that the kingdom is and all the potential that the kingdom of God has for today. This is not, I do not believe in preaching a historical message that doesn't apply to you today. The word of God applies to you today. I believe that God still saves, God still heals, God still delivers, God still provides. As a matter of fact, some of the things that he said about himself cannot change because that's who he is. The Bible says that he is Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha means I am your physician. I am the Lord that heals you. He calls himself Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. I, God doesn't have peace every once in a while. Oh, I got enough now, I can give you some. No, he is totally peace. And if you go to that Old Testament word for peace, it's not just a, a good feeling on the inside, it's about your whole welfare. I'm Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Specifically there he was talking about supplying the sacrifice. We know that Jesus is the total sacrifice. Some of you are trying to some of you are trying to live a sacrificial life to try to get God's approval. Forget it. God's already approving. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus that he's already provided. He says in Matthew chapter five and verse three, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. Poor in spirit. Doesn't mean you have to be poor in your pocketbook. I've got to put on my glasses. I can't see your face. I can read. (laughs) I can read, but I can't tell if you're scowling at me or if you're (laughs) happy or sad. Hallelujah. So again, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the king, theirs is. It doesn't say will be. It says now, the spirit is now, the kingdom is now. This isn't some future thing. This is something that we have now, but we have to appropriate what God has provided for us. I think I mentioned it last week, but the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world, especially to those who believe. So Jesus is the Savior, but everybody has to appropriate it if they want it. God's not going to force you to go to heaven. Because there's some people that go down there and have a big party. At least that's what they think. I'm not going to have God interfere in my life. I'm not going to have God tell me what to do. I don't believe in God. Well, we've shut the door. We've shut the door to God's blessing. God, God is not doing anything to hurt you. He's doing everything to bless you. So, blessed are the poor in spirit. So what do I have to do? I have to check myself to see that I'm not walking in pride, to see that I'm not walking in arrogance, and to see that I'm not walking with an attitude of unworthiness. Because you know what unworthiness is? It's self-centeredness. Arrogance is self-centered. Pride is self-centered. Unworthiness is self-centered. But I have to tell you that Jesus has to be the center stage. As believers in the kingdom of God, we have to have total dependency upon the Lord without any trust in our own strength. Thank you, Lord. Well, just to give you a scripture for that, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, he says this, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit who rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. What does it mean to have confidence in the flesh? That means to have confidence in your own ability. How many of you have ever tried to get yourself out of your own problem without asking God? Well, eventually, when, you, uh, when you've worn the tread off of those tires... <laughs> You know, instead of wearing the tread off your tires, why don't you just go to God first? See, Lord, I need you. Thank you, Lord. Your confidence, or let me just use the word, let me put this word in faith. Your faith or your confidence is in the fact that God will always come through for you with His strength. He is your only means of salvation, He is your only means. Of healing, you say, "Well, I, you know I can go to the doctor." Well, you know, sometimes when you go to the doctor, they say, there's nothing we can do." But then you have a dot. You have a God that says, "I am the Lord that heals you." Let me just say this: Don't start studying the scripture when the doctor says you have six weeks to live. I would say start on it now. Start knowing who he is now. Start meditating on it now. Because he'll not only he'll not only help you, but he'll he will he can also give you instructions on some natural things you can do to change your life that will help improve. You know sometimes even your you know your thought life controls your health. Do you know that anxiety and stress has a negative effect on your health. And God says, I want you to rejoice. So if I rejoice, I'm getting rid of that anxiety. I'm getting rid of the fear. Rejoice in the Lord half the time. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord when you're not around anybody else. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. If you're a little timid, then just say it under your breath. But say it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Because your, your stress, anxiety, and fear can shorten your life. You know, I would rather die happy than die miserable. Think about it. Would you rather be happy... I don't worry, be happy. There's another song I like, but I can't think of it at the moment. Anyway, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 10, he says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, I don't know about that. I don't want to be persecuted, but let me tell you this. The kingdom of darkness is always trying to extinguish the kingdom of light that is radiating from you. You might not realize it, but you have light radiating from you. If you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, if you have Jesus on the inside of you, you've got light radiating from you. Maybe you can't see it with your natural eye, but have you ever gotten around somebody and they just get real irritated because you're there? It could be that light radiating. Sometimes the the Holy Spirit on the inside of you frustrates their demons. Somebody, man, you're saying some stuff. That's the truth. That's sometimes how you find out whether somebody's got some. Because of the light on the inside of you is frustrating them. You could be dry, you know, you could be just having a normal day and you're driving in the car and you drive through a town, and all of a sudden you start feeling. You start feeling. Sexual perversion. You start, that's because there is a spirit in that town that is predominant. Well, what do I do? I take authority over it in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you get, you know, you could be having a great day and you get around people and you f- start feeling things. That's because you're starting to feel what they're experiencing. Thank you, Lord. So why did I say that? Is don't let the kingdom of darkness experience or extinguish the kingdom of light that's on the inside of you. The Bible says that you are children of light. That doesn't mean when you get to heaven, that means right now. Let me just say this. You are on the winning side. The darkness will never put out your light. You are a winner. And I can say you are a winner because you serve Christ the victor. Christ has already defeated the powers of darkness. He is a, God's not in a battle with the kingdom of darkness, He's already beat them. That's why when you say the name of Jesus, it doesn't show them how powerful you are. It reminds them of the defeat that they had when Jesus spilled his blood on the cross. Satan wasn't defeated when Jesus rose from the dead. He was defeated when Christ started spilling his blood from the cross. Because your sins were paid for. And when your sins are paid for, then the kingdom of darkness has no power over you. You're in a kingdom. Take advantage of it. Take, appropriate the kingdom that God has for you. Don't just let it go by the wayside. Satan wants to person, Satan wants you to take it personally when you have prob, when, when you are persecuted. He doesn't want you to have uh, start singing the Charlie Brown song. Was everybody always picking on me? <laughs> yeah. If you don't remember, I'll sing it. Aww. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown, he's a clown. He's gonna get caught. Should you wait and see? Why is everybody always picking on me? But see, that's what we have. We have this this, uh, mentality that we're always getting picked on. Well, don't take it personally. You know, because it's not because you're doing something wrong. It could be because you're doing something right. You've got the kingdom of light on the inside of you and it's shining out and Satan doesn't like it. so. But you know what? You have authority. You don't have to just let it, let it happen. Thank you, Jesus. I don't, you know, you can use the name of Jesus and you can say, Satan, get out of here in the name of Jesus. But all you really have to do is just start focusing on the Lord and you start worshiping him and that will drive out the darkness. But hey, I still use the name of Jesus. More on you if you need it. Me, I just like worship, get my focus on him. It brings back the joy, brings back back the peace. Sometimes people need help. Sometimes you get around people and they don't want to be like that. Sometimes people don't want to be like that, but they don't know how to get out. Jesus always functioned in love. Don't go around telling people they got demons. If they do, cast them out. Because I got a phone call one day. And this guy is, I mean, he's mad. He's mad at me. And I have no clue why. He says, one well, of your people come around. They told my wife she had a demon. And blah, blah, blah. I said, well, who was this person? Mentioned the name. I said, I don't know that person. Well, they said, You're, they're your pastor. I've had people come to church one time and they call me their pastor. I run into people at Wise. Oh, pastor. And I'm thinking, who are you? And I don't think it's because of my age. So no, we don't go around telling people what they got. We give them the love of God. The love of God is going to open the door. The love of God is going to take authority. Doesn't the Bible say that there's one thing that that never fails? Love never fails. I like what another translation says. It says love never fails, fades out, or becomes obsolete. You're in the kingdom of God. You function in love. Anytime you're outside of love, you're outside of the kingdom. Uh, In Korea... You know, there's North Korea, there's South Korea. And even during World War II, they had these, uh, they had these pickets. There were soldiers that, that guarded along, along the line. But there was also signs that says, do not go beyond this point. And what it means is, is if you go beyond that point, then you get into enemy territory. If you stray and get into enemy territory, then you are opening yourself up for attack. Well, how can you prove that in the Bible? Ephesians, give no place to the devil. Give no place to the devil. And one of the biggest places you give place to is with your mouth. Thank you, Lord. Well, how do I get more of the kingdom in my life, Pastor? Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And what is the kingdom? It is the rule and reign of Jesus Christ, and where I submit to the rule and reign of Jesus Christ, and where I walk in his commandments and where, I, and where I yield to his Holy Spirit, then I invite the kingdom of God into my life. I invite the hallelujah. You say, well, I prayed that for years. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, it's not just praying the words. It's also aligning yourself with the kingdom of God. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Well, I've been praying for you, Pastor, that His will would be done in you. Your will be—you know—when I pray that, I check my heart to see that my will is. Am I doing what God wants me to do? Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Let me ask you a question: Is there any fear in heaven? Is there a perversion in heaven? Is there frustration in heaven? Will thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I have to align myself with heaven so that I can bring heaven down. In other words, you are an ambassador for heaven. So actually, if you've got heaven... Manifesting in you, where you go, you take the kingdom of God. You bring. You know, when when Helen uh, lived with us in the basement, her basement was really nice, by the way. We didn't keep her in a dark corner in chains. Some of you have seen the place people would come in and says, just feel so peaceful here. That's because she'd be praying. That's because she was, she was praying. Actually, she's praying for you. Still prays for you. But, she, but the atmosphere was filled, was filled with prayer, so people would come in and feel so peaceful here. Well, you know, you can have that same thing in your house. Oh, I got to run over to Helen's because it's so peaceful there. No, 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 no. You got the peace in here; it'll be in your home. Well, what if I'm living with somebody that is just uh, doesn't have peace? You still let the peace, You still have to have the peace in here first. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then I'm going to close with this. Matthew 6, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. What is he talking about all these things? It's all your, it's all your needs. He was talking about their needs prior to that. And all, the, all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First of all, to, get, to seek the kingdom, we seek the king. Because the character of the kingdom comes from the character of the king. So if I seek the king and I open myself unto him, then his character comes into me. You say, well, it's already there. Yes, it's already there. But, you know, sometimes we can lock things up. We can lock things up, but we need to open it up and let it come out. Let me ask you this: Do do the values? Do you value the kingdom of God as much as God does? Where is the kingdom in our priorities? Now, I hear, heard Bill Johnson say this one time. He says, "If it means nothing to you, it means nothing to God." In other words, you can be praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, but if you don't really want it, it's not going to do anything. I really want the kingdom. So I seek first the kingdom, which is the king, the rule and reign of Christ, and I also seek his righteousness. Then all these sayings will be added to me. The kingdom benefits are realized when we seek the king of the kingdom and conform our lives to his righteousness. The benefits of the kingdom are received by seeking the king and not just seeking the benefits. I don't want to just seek the benefits. I want to seek the king. And then this is actually a part of this. In my notes. In Hebrews 1, 8, and 9, it says this. You have loved righteousness. This is speaking of Jesus. You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, Jesus, speaking to Jesus, therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost or holy spirit do you want the joy of the holy ghost and love righteousness and hate iniquity hate sin now we all know this we love the sinner but hate the sin we're not i'm not giving you permission to go around hating people well, they're just, they're just uh, sin personified. Well, if you're talking like that, then you just about like them. No, 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 no. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak your blessing over your people. In the name of Jesus, May you give them opportunities, Lord God, to demonstrate the kingdom. May they experience the kingdom beyond what they have experienced it before. Lord, it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And so, Father, as we meditate on the word, may your word bring a changing effect in our lives. May frustration begin to to diminish. May fear diminish. In other words, I just say right now, fear diminish now in the name of Jesus. Frustration diminish now in the name of Jesus. Loneliness diminish now in the name of Jesus. Powerlessness. Diminish now in the name of Jesus, for it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. How many of you will be willing to seek first the kingdom and to meditate? If God will put a scripture in your mind, will you be willing to meditate on that? I'd like for you to take a step of faith. If you're if you if you will really if God shows you a scripture, will you just raise your hand and say, I will meditate on that. I'll meditate on that. Amen. Well, Father, we I just bless your people in Jesus' name. Bless them. Keep them. keep Make your face, your smile to shine upon them. Be gracious unto them and give them peace in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the healing team or the prayer team to come up.